What's up, y'all? It's Books to Bills podcast, a podcast for young professionals. It's your girl, Erica Helling, all the way from Atlanta. Salutations, everybody. It's your favorite staff member, Shaq, coming from sunny state of Florida. Is it sunny, Shaq? It is. Well, I mean, tonight it ain't, but it was earlier today. It was actually beautiful. It was hot. It was 80 some degrees. Ooh, must be nice because it's rainy and cold. It was in the 30s. Wow. I'm tired. Truth is, I'm tired. Options are few. It was literally 72 today, and I had the heat on before I left um, this morning. And I walked outside to go warm up my car and literally stopped in my tracks because that's how much warmer it was. The night before, it was like 44 degrees, and this morning, it was 72. We living in the last days, y'all. We living in the last days. (laughs) I guess so. That's what they say. Well, this is Perfect Patty. Hailing all the way from rainy Tyler, Texas. I know I said I was going to start mentioning where I wish I were. But, you know, I took Erica's advice and I'm trying to rearrange my house so that I feel comfortable in my own home. So we got a little tropical theme happening in the office. I had to get y'all a tour later, but it's sunny in the office. Explain tropical thing happening in the office. I, I want to know. Does this mean like you have... Pina coladas and daiquiris, or does this mean you got some synthetic sunlight? A little bit more context, please. Okay, so I put up some wallpaper and it's some, I was about to say some greenery. Y'all know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, has some like, um, like a plant print. Then I got some new plants in my office. My desk is clean. My little therapy table is clean. Ain't no extra clutter. I'm about to get a bookshelf. You know, just get my, gotta get myself together. <laughs> I'm creating the vibe I want. What kind of plant you get? Oh, I got a prayer lily. I got a fern. And I got one more. I can't remember. Another snake? No, that's in the bedroom. I've always said that I want some plants around my house, but a couple things make me Go back and forward. One is my actual apartment don't have much sunlight in here. So that's one thing. Uh, But then I know for sure I would forget. So we talked about like putting a reminder on my phone to water them. Um, But like don't chemicals in the house, like something that you spray in the house. Can't they like kill the plants too? Probably. But plants also clean the air. No, I mean like air freshener and stuff. It ain't like having no high state, you know, filtration system. But I mean, plants naturally do clean (laughs) Um, this is funny. I was on the phone with a friend on Friday and I was giving her a tour of my house and she was like, Oh, I like your plants. And I was like, thank you. I want some more. And so she was like, Oh, like this. And I think it was an Ivy and it was hanging on from the ceiling and it was like coming out of the pot. And I was like, Mm-mm, them scared me. She was like, why? I said, cause they crawling all over the walls and I can't stand when I go off in folks house and that Ivy crawling on the wall and then took over the kitchen. I love it. Mm-mm. I went into my godfather's house that Ivy had grown from the dining room and they had let that nigga <laughs> You look oh, so mad like you fixed your oh, time Excuse me. They had let that thing crawl all the way to the kitchen. I said, oh heck, that thing is alive. It's a plant, girl. Mm-mm, I don't like I don't like plants that get grow like that and move and mm-mm. But Erica, if I if my memory serves me correctly, you was telling us at another staff meeting about like how in general certain things that you saw so much of growing up, it like perturbs you when you see it as a grown person. What was another example that I gave before? I was trying to think of what the I can't think of what the example was. I'll think of it in a minute and then I'll bring it back up. That unacceptable. So I'm sticking with stuff that stay in the pot. Stuff on top of the refrigerator was one of them. Oh, that conversation. Yeah, that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, don't come over so, here because we got stuff on top of the refrigerator. And I do too. I'm trying to stop. Okay, okay. So growing up, we had, well, I had one single auntie. She was the only auntie that was single. Oh. Gotcha. Okay. So we always just go over there, watch Showtime at the Apollo. Like we was hanging at Lily House. That's what we do. Friday night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her house always had African art and the sculptures and stuff. And it smelled like incense. And so when I grew up, I'm like, I am not going to be the auntie <laughs> smelling like incense with dust. Every- like that's, I can't. And who am I today? That, that nigga, <laughs> that auntie. Okay. 
that's who I am. That I I am her. That should be an episode in the future for one of our wild cards. Things that you didn't like. Things that you remember about growing up that you said you would never do, and you look at it now, and you got shit on top of the refrigerator. Hmm. But I'm oh, I, this is what I said, friend. I ain't having them dusty ass plates all through my kitchen. The dusty ass <laughs> stuff on top of the uh, cabinets and stuff. I the bottles of pepper juice and the plants and the fake. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> got the platter on display. Y'all know them stuff. Be looking, this dusty. I almost got the whooping of my life. Because I was going to eat off one of them things. <laughs> <laughs> Mama was like, what you doing? I said, it's a plate. Uh-uh. It's decorative. It's decoration. I think in general for me, it's clutter. I don't like clutter. Well, I'm happy to see that everybody doing well. I think we probably ought to get on with our agenda. Amen. Get on the good foot. Get on the good foot. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Well, I got the petty question today, so I want to see where y'all minds are. I want to see how y'all, how petty you feel like being. Um, we know that you certainly have a, a propensity to be very petty, so we're going to test that today. Okay? So, you decide to go on a leisure trip with your coworkers and office mates. To save money and boost camaraderie, y'all rent a large Airbnb. With one caveat, Everyone will need to share a bed with someone. So say it's 10 of y'all going and it's only five beds, right? So two people per bed. Once this decision is made, one of your colleagues who is married is the first person in the group text saying, quote, well, I can sleep with anyone. My husband does not mind because he knows that I'm faithful. Now, insert your name here. So I'm going to use Jasmine for this example. Now, Jasmine is the one we'll need to watch out for, exclamation point, end quote. Okay. Though you really don't like the comment, you laugh it off and keep it moving. Fast forward to the last night of the trip and you walk into a bedroom and find said coworker making out with another colleague. On a scale, <laughs> look at Erica like, oh my God, listen. I don't know why I didn't respond. <laughs> on a scale of one to petty, how do you respond? Do you A, gasp and leave the room and never mention it? B, Tell other people, only those on the trip, though, what you saw. C, tell them to stop it. D, text in the group message. Stop it. Quote, oh, <laughs> Becky, I thought I was the only one that we should be worried about cheating. Or E, other. Erica. Yes. Go ahead and tell us. What is your response? Definitely that. I would definitely call her out. I would definitely have some questions. Matter of fact, uh, and I would I would definitely do D and for E other, I would screenshot her email. Group text. No, actually, I would print it out. I would find since we on vacation, there's probably no printer in the house. So I will go to the nearest library of FedEx. I get me a library card <laughs> in this in a city I don't even live. Just so I can print that out and put it on her bed. I just want I want to post it up. Erica got time today. BJ hmm. said it best. Just because she don't <laughs> never go to no sessions. Right. Because I'm I'm the petty police. Okay. I'm going to pick other. Because the real petty thing to do is to take a picture of them and send it to her. Only her. So Ooh. she know that I know what you've been up to. And I also know what you said about me. And I know what you did last summer. Hmm. Don't try me again. Shaq, don't they remind you of somebody? Uh, well, it reminds me of a very specific instance that just happened with me very, um, very much so recently, probably in the last two or three weeks. But mm. it was a, it was a, sli- I changed up the scenario slightly. You know, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to put nobody out there, but I, but I saw something very similar. I wasn't the person who saw it. I wasn't the person doing it. Um, but it, it kind of happened. And, and, <laughs> but it got done. In this particular situation, that person chose to do B, which was tell other people on the trip what they saw. Was you on the trip? Yep, is an elephant heavy. <laughs> I was on the trip, trip baby. baby. <laughs> yes. So anyway, but I think if I were in this situation and, and they had already rubbed me the wrong way, I hadn't thought about what you said, Jasmine, as far as taking a picture. I'm going to assume that I walked in too quick and they kind of saw me seeing them. Um, I certainly would have gasped. <laughs> I wouldn't have said anything immediately. But literally every time when we go places, oh, I would use this. Be like, oh. I didn't bring my wallet. Becky, you got me on my drink today. Ah! 
be like, I bet you got my lunch today, y'all. Ooh, y'all, I, I would <laughs> run that in the ground. Blackmail. And I know that's blackmail, but you know, I would have to do it because don't play me. Don't accuse me of being, you know, a whoremonger. And then you get on a trip a and do whoremonger things. Amen. Amen. Friend, okay. but that remind me of your friend, Tim. You remember when we all went to New Orleans? That uh, when we went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras? Me, you, Ethan, Big Daddy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, dang it. Um, damn. Yeah, I know he's talking about. Yeah, it, charge, if you listen, charge us to our uh, hearts. We it ain't nothing personal. I can't think of it. But we went and you and I were playing, and I had we had took that picture when I kissed you on the cheek, and then we got to NASP for months later. No, it wasn't even months. <laughs> it was weeks later. Tim had had it and had a, a, a picture of it on his phone. He had screenshotted the snap so he could bring it up in front of everybody at NASP. You remember that? Yes. Now this one is for you, Tim, and that's payback for you talking about I've been on your Netflix. Who on your Netflix now? <laughs> Hey man, but Tim like his receipts now, and he also very petty, so I wouldn't have expected anything different. Was that the same Tim that took the picture of you that I posted for your birthday? Yes, yes. And he want his photo credit. Mm-hmm. That's him. All right, Timothy. Yes, yeah. You got to call him Timothy. He don't go by Tim, but to uh, but to me, you know, close friends. It's Timothy. Oh, I always call him Tim. He don't like it. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. Othi, well, Timothy. I ain't no close friends. Here one over here. Speaking of IG, though, because he did want his photo credits on there. Y'all, <laughs> we got some new friends on IG. I saw I we see. got new friends everywhere. All around. Yes. Shout out to our new colleagues. We appreciate y'all for attending the staff meeting and being on time. Amen. A couple of y'all be being late. but And thank you for those people who were sharing. Who were sharing that they were listening to the post and getting us out there. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We really do, y'all. We working real hard in the background to do what we got to do out here. So, thank you. Thank you. One of my friends, Dex, uh, he listens now. He's a new colleague. So, shout out to you, Dex. And I saw he had been tweeting us. And I had missed it. But anyway, I caught him. And I, like, retweeted or whatever. So, it's just always refreshing to see colleagues engaging on social media. We would like for many of you to engage with us. Help us out. Y'all see some books to bills done posted? Put it on your story, please, or, you know, retweet us or do something. Help us get the word out. We want to connect with as many colleagues as we can. Amen. 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 Jazz, you going to talk about this birthday shout out? Because I don't know what it is. Right. So I'm waiting. Check your birthday. <laughs> we had the little shout out. I don't know what this is. You and Erica are clueless when it comes to your birthday. Remember last time I was like, we had a birthday. Erica was like, who? You. Well, you should have put Shaq birthday shout out because I just thought you was going to shout out a colleague's birthday. That was not clear. You know, and birthdays are are weird occasions for me. I certainly love that the fact that I'm getting older and all that kind of stuff. But I just don't know that people warrant all this attention. Like, I didn't do nothing special on my birthday. I mean, and I like celebrating other people, but I think it's just for me. I ain't do nothing special for everybody to want to celebrate me on my birthday. I be thinking about it like that. Is that weird? No, but I think people celebrate you because they're just grateful that you were born. Yeah, but I don't know. So <laughs> if you tried to reach out to me or do something with me on my birthday and I didn't, I wasn't in the spirit. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, that's just not my jam. Um, but I did say if it's in the Lord's will um, or as my old folks say at home, if I live and the Lord spare me. Um, I want to have a big 30th birthday celebration, but I don't want to like too. this turning 28. I mean, it was nice. Great. You know, but nothing too special. I ended up going to brunch on Saturday and we got turned and had made a full day out of it. But yeah. Don't. Well, I wanted to bring up your shout out because Timothy asked for his credit. So I wanted <laughs> to make sure that he got his credit on the show. If he's listening. Hmm. There we go. Oh, uh, he listens. Trust me. All right, Timothy. There you go. There go your credit. Okay, but let me go on and defend my friend. Not too much on my friend. Now, y'all done said his name a few too many times now. <laughs> Tim, I'm backing you up right here, brother. As he laughs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could just I could just imagine the conversation that's going to ensue after this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to be real messy. Right. Uh, but yeah, shall we continue? Amen. I think we shall. I think we shall. Um, so... So far in season three, I think we've talked about team culture. 
We talked about marketing ourselves on LinkedIn and we kind of approached everything from this etiquette type of lens. And I know we talked about some things. We gave some strategies, um, but I think we can talk about unwritten rules in the workplace, too, because just like, you know, team culture and LinkedIn marketing ourselves, they all contribute to who we are, but they also they contribute to what people think about us. And so, like, I think whether or not you follow the unwritten rules or break the unwritten rules says a lot about the person you are and what people and how people judge you. So I kind of wanted to talk through some uh, through unwritten rules in the workplace. And so specifically thinking about. um, So, the OK, the example that I'm thinking about is like a written rule might be like the office opens at 8 a.m. and everybody's expected to be there at 8 a.m. or 8.30. So that's probably something that like your boss told you and everybody in the office does. So it's just like something, a real rule. On the other hand, an unwritten rule could be something like don't complain. Approach every situation with a solution based perspective. Now, that's real fancy because that ain't type of unwritten rules that I'm really thinking of. But, you know, it's just things that kind of help, you know, maintain whatever culture y'all have. Um, But that's not necessarily stuff that you have written down. So and I got two, but I'm going to go last. I want to know what y'all's are. (laughs) Can you at least do one of yours first? Okay. Okay. So I will say one of mine is, um, don't bring personal conversations into the workplace. Like if we talk about it, let me tell everybody and don't tell my story. Like Mm. one of the things that I think people, like I've heard people do, they be like telling, Oh, Shaq, tell Erica what you was telling me the other day. If somebody does me like that, (laughs) I will sit there and make them out of like, I will make them look like a fool act. Like I will actively make them look like a fool. Like, you're not going to do that because clearly I was talking to you. And if I felt like Erica needed to know, then I would have told Erica. So I think that's just one of the ones like any conversation that I have with you, unless I explicitly say this is okay to share or bring back up. It's just between us. And I don't think it's like being secretive. It's just like minding your own business. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of minding your business, I have a coworker that let me know way ahead of time that she was leaving. And told me the reason why. It's not my place to tell anybody anybody else's business. So when she finally, you know, she told the supervisor and then the supervisor sent out an email saying this, this is so-and-so's last day, blah, 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 blah. So as a lead, people are asking me, why did she leave? I'm like, that's a question for her. It's not my, be- you know, like, don't. And I think some people got offended by that. But I'm like, you know, if it was you who told me why you were leaving, you would expect that to be between us. Don't come ask me about nobody else's business. Go ask that person if you really want to know. But guess how many people asked her why she was leaving? Zero. Zero. They're going to speculate amongst themselves. Uh-uh. I think that brings up a good thing too, Jasmine, because it's like when you say like you leave a job, no matter what kind of job it was, no matter how happy you were or, or how unhappy you were, you're going to have many different reasons to share with people about why you left that job. You know, you're going to have your political reasons. You're going to have your non-political. You're going to have your fancy reasons. Right? You also going to fit, you know, have that way that you would tell a new employer. So if I tell you the nitty and gritty about something, you damn sure better not tell nobody because I'm through fooling with you forever. <laughs> well, that's a whole episode in this show, Shaq. We need to talk about that. How to put your two weeks in. Um, What's the reason you get? You, oh, yes. Let's write that down. Yeah, we we can we could do a part two to that. I think we did an episode for that in our first season, but we could definitely come back through and refine some stuff for that. Now that we didn't live a little bit. Now, what's one of yours, Erica? <sighs> okay, so mine is don't ask about the homework, aka. So, and my um, <laughs> so at work, oftentimes you know how like because I'm like, are you telling me to talk about grad school? Like, no, it's 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 funny, but so oftentimes at work. You know how like your supervisor and obviously I work in a place where I work amongst other people. We all had the same positions. So like when we get updates, it's like coaches, y'all need to do this. So this is the what we're trying to do. And so I don't even remember a specific example, but, you know, our supervisor was like, we need to be doing X, Y, Z by this time. And we all kind of heard or whatever and went on about our business. But, you know, we just kind of all collectively forgot because maybe it was something new. And then it's the day of and one of my uh, co-workers flow sometimes without even thinking. She was be like well what about that so-and-so and And we'd be like no no 
none of us did it. We gotta be on one accord. So she, <laughs> all, we always joke and say, um, um, please, can I have my homework? Is the homework still due? And so that's why I say, don't ask about the homework. Like if you know we ought to do the homework, sis, don't ask about the homework. Just we need to be on one accord. We're collective. So that's one of the unwritten rules. Don't ask about the homework. But I think sometimes you have to ask about it. Cause like if you didn't Yeah, of course. I'm being facetious. If you didn't spent the whole you know, think about yeah. something you didn't spent the whole lot of work on. And now I don't care if y'all ain't did it or not. If I done spent the whole lot of time on this, oh, we finna talk about this. Yeah, and that's different. I mean, like for very small things, like if you work yeah. on a presentation, I'm being a little facetious, but not this stuff and all it'd be small stuff like, Oh, did y'all turn in y'all? No, we just had a whole conversation <laughs> about how we didn't do this. Don't. And it just be funny. So that was one of my ones. But just basically hold down the team. We we all together. Well, I'll come in with my second one. So my um second would be to flex at home. Okay. We, you know, when you work from home or you take the afternoon off, you we call it flexing. Don't flex in the office. Because if I'm working and I see you not doing nothing, i.e. uh watching Netflix or whatever. Ooh. Get that on my, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Do that at home. If that's how you choose to spend your time, do that at home. Don't do that in the office. Because guess what? As a supervisor, as a leader, if I see you and you here in the office soaking up the electricity, you can get something done. Go ahead and make some copies. Make a couple of phone calls. If you flex on me to Deliver a baby. You know, some light work. <laughs> get to work or you need to go home. Now that's real. I mean, I like that because... I don't think I do it, but I can see what that what kind of image that paints. It's like, oh, everybody in here hard at work, but Shaq in here on YouTube. <laughs> and you don't know it. I could be like taking personal time right then, but you're right. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of helps us too, because we all got our own laptops. So like I can easily go anywhere and do my job. But if I'm going to do that, I will go home. I could see that being a problem, Jasmine, if like somebody actually, you know what? This used to happen in grad school. We all shared a space and we, for our jobs, we didn't have laptops. I think we all had a personal laptop. But you know how it is. You work on a computer all day. So sometimes it's just convenient to use that one for whatever you're doing. And like sometimes people would be in the like outside of their office hours, but they would be doing like, you know, personal, personal stuff. stuff. But it looks like and it's so it's like, and then students will come in asking questions like, oh, I'm not working. Okay, if you ain't working, take your ass home. Go sit in the library. But then you think about it, it's like, well, I actually like my work computer because it's brand new and it's got all of this free software that they didn't gave me because I work here and that I don't necessarily have on my personal one. So I get that too. And the keyboard clicks. Friend. <laughs> That's what I love, love, love about that. Well, friend, you need to just buy you a keyboard. <laughs> I've been wanting a desktop computer. I'm really trying to take it back. Well, I've been thinking about getting me a monitor and then getting me just a set of a keyboard mm-hmm. and a mouse. Well, I already got the well, a mouse, but, you know, and then just setting it up to where it looks like a desktop. That makes sense. And you could virtually do that with any TV in your house. Problem is, is I ain't really got no space for no desk right now. So. Well, shall I go again? I shall. My next one is to share credit and praise people after their successes. And most importantly, privately critique them like if i've been working on something or you know planning something whatever the case may be and you have a critique of it if you tell me in front of a lot of people you first of all you finna get cussed out and second of all i'm not gonna listen to anything you say it i think it just goes with time and place it's kind of like what you said jasmine like flex at home this one's very similar like do the other type of flexing but like do it in, you know, do it at home, do it privately. Don't be coming here trying to like show that you then did so much more than anybody else or that, you know, you, you know, you know so much about their program X, Y, Z. Don't do it. Because if you sit up there and tell me something, you know, in front of a lot of people, I'm going to think you're trying to, you know, shame me or try to play me. And then I'm not going to listen. I think it depends on your like on your team dynamic, because I actually prefer criticism. In, the in person, setting. in front of everybody. Yes. So <clears throat> what happens is like we'll bring a case to the team meeting and I'll kind of share my interventions that I provided. And then everybody kind of nitpicks at your choices and what you could have done better. But it's the team culture that like everything, the intention behind everything is positive. 
So some people, you know, people don't get offended as easily as, hey, everybody on this, on this table has experienced this and we know what it's like. So let's just make the best of it. We float ideas back and forth. It's good. We get it done. And then we just don't let the emotions linger. We just move on. I can see that. And I guess I should clarify. I guess mine is more like on a small scale, like petty type of stuff. Cause there are lots of times when I ask for feedback in a group setting, like in my office that I work in now, like if we just ask for like, if I just ask for feedback from everybody, then they all know that it's time to accept that feedback, but don't just walk up to me in the middle of something and be like, yeah, you should have fixed blah, 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 blah. Don't do that. If I, if, if this is not a space for sharing, don't just tell me that. Cause I'm gonna get pissed off. Okay. Thank you for sharing that chat. Cause I guess you know, when you've been on a team for so long, you're only used to working a certain way. And then to hear you guys talk about how y'all's team operates is really helpful. Anybody else got another one? I don't. Um, I'll be honest. Well, I'm just really sitting here thinking about like, I really, I honestly have been thinking all day. I was like, what are some unwritten rules in my office? Like, just even specifically and. I guess like talking about this now, I wonder, like, I just, I don't know. I just never... I never thought about it. And the ones that come to mind are shameless plug too. I think it might've been one of our first episodes is like, you know, not heating up, not heating up seafood in the <laughs> office. <laughs> That's what I thought about. Um, but I don't really have to like dig deep and think about like what some of our unwritten rules are in the office. I don't even feel like we, I'm sure we have them, but I never really, I had never really thought about it prior to today. I think, I mean, I guess it could be a lot of things. It's like maybe don't talk to your supervisor about certain stuff y'all talked about, like, you know, different things like that. I don't think, I mean, that's certainly an unwritten rule in our office. Like, you know, we talk about all kinds of stuff. Sometimes we critical of our own office and like, we just don't talk about it with our supervisor. Like, you know, I feel like some of our unwritten rules, I can't air on the, on the show. <laughs> I, I want you to keep it. Uh, you need to spit it out. Spill uh-uh. the tea. I cannot spill the beans. Mm-mm. I, I, Tell I'm, the folks how y'all operate in nonprofits in Atlanta. Uh, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. That is a uh, violation. Mm-hmm. HR violation. I'm in job search mode. Okay. Okay. Well, Shaq, let me tell you where um, this t- kind of topic came from because I did text you know the group and said I want to talk about hidden rules. And I'll go mm-hmm. into it more on my one-on-one. But when you meet people, do you introduce yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was at a conference. And because of the because I moved up in leadership, I now have access to people that I didn't before. So like the president of the um, hospital, some of the funders, these are like big name people. And so when I was meeting these people, I was going to introduce myself to them. And the older black lady was like, no, you let me introduce you. And I kind of was like, what? Is that a big deal? She said, yes. Mm. From like the middle class, you introduce yourself to somebody. But higher class people, they they wait to be introduced. So they'll kind of linger around, chit-chat until you like, hey, you, I need to be introduced. And then it's like, oh, this is Dr. So-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So that was one of the hidden rules that I haven't navigated quite or haven't learned how to navigate quite yet. But it was, you know, had me looking at situations from a different lens. And I think that's important, especially now that, you know, we're trying to elevate our careers. We want to know how to navigate certain spaces before we input our own thing. Well, shit, I guess I'm just basic because I ain't ne- I'm I'm still introducing myself. I ain't, I ain't got to the point where I hover around and wait on somebody to introduce me. <laughs> 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 right i mean i get it. It, it y'all know me my segment needs to need to be called do y'all remember on feeling the uh show but um there was an episode of living single when regine had gone to the uh nummies with khadija and her doctor boyfriend when she went with Russell, you know, the guy that always really loved her that worked at, he was the music editor at the magazine. And when they were walking into the little nummies award ceremony, Regine was like, no one's going to introduce us. 
And um, she also later on was just like, Russell, why aren't you, since you've been hobnobbing with all these people, why haven't you introduced me or like, you know, let people know who I am? And I remember that. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's maybe like a, a formal way to do it. But I don't know that I've been to a bunch of formal things to ever think about it. So I had never thought about it. And then I guess the other point is too, I think about that when like, if Jasmine is the president and you have a great relationship with Shaq, and I have a great relationship with Shaq, and I don't necessarily know you, but I want to get to know you, I could see why it would make sense for him to introduce me because he is the person you know, and you're probably going to trust that he's not going to waste your time introducing you to somebody who's yeah, not valuable definitely. to you. So I could see it like that, too. Um, I like that. I It's just stuff that I ain't never thought about. Like I say, I've been... And, and you know what? It's probably, because it's unwritten, it's probably something that I do when I get in certain spaces, but I ain't never really thought about it. And you think about it, somebody, somebody, you've seen somebody do that, right? Or had it done to you. You've been Or it's happened and they thought about but it. But when I teach my clients, you know, I'm trying to pass that on because they're re- trying to reach their goals of graduating high school, graduating college, and they're having to learn how to navigate these spaces. That's something I want to pass on to them. Like, you know, if this happens, you need to be introduced or this is how you properly introduce yourself, whatever it may be. Those kind of hidden rules. Hmm. Well, you mentioned this earlier, Erica, you was talking about uh, you said we had briefly talked about something before on a former uh, in a former staff meeting. I wanted to bring up what we just talked about. So unwritten rules in the workplace. I wanted to see if y'all can tie any of that into our staff meeting when we talked about investing in whiteness. Um, This is kind of kind of look jasmine give me that face like mm. but this kind of so i was talking to one of our uh, one of our colleagues some more um and we just kind of talked about this and i was just thinking about how all these things connect but i feel like some of these unwritten rules are probably like a little problematic if you really think about it you know and y'all know okay so y'all may not know this but i think i i think we talked about this in the staff meeting but and I, I thought about this when I was watching the movie, uh, the I can't remember the movie, but it was about the Emmanuel nine. What was the name of it? That documentary. Do y'all remember? Emmanuel. Emmanuel OK, the one. On yes, yes, yes. So I was. Uh, well, no, it was in it was in the movies when I seen it. But anyway, so I watched this movie and they show clips of people being hung or hanged, however you want to say the word, like when black people used to get hung up by the tree back in the day. Lynched. And what the people wore to that were white button-down shirts, ties, slacks, and dress shoes. And I had never thought about it and until that moment that that's what I'm expected to wear to work every day. Like, I have to dress like the people dressed who watched my ancestors get hung up to a tree and killed. And, and, Ever since then, that just kind of stuck with me. Y'all, I think I probably wore a tie to work probably three or four times since then. I just, and I don't mind wearing a tie to church. I don't know. It's a little different for me or something like that. But just wearing it to work, I just, I struggle with it. And so I know that our dress code, just in general, the unwritten and the written dress code is based in whiteness. We know that because, I mean, we just in a white society. But I've been struggling with that one. So I was wondering, and, and so recently... We've been we and we talked about this a couple of meetings ago. We are more liberal about our attire at work than we've ever been. But I think it's kind of because just every now and then, like somebody would kind of push the envelope. We didn't wear polos when I first got to work. But shit, I had to wear one two or three times a week now. I need to be comfortable to do my work. And I don't think that me dressed like people dressed when they was being hanged is necessarily going to make me do any more work than it would. You know what I'm saying? Like any better work. So I ain't doing it. Check yourself on that you mentioned that. So, you know, we went to um, Alabama and we went to the uh, Memorial for Peace and Justice where they memorialize all these lynchings. And I did not know that white people used to get dressed up. And the reason why is because it was an event. Like, it was like, oh, XYZ black person is getting lynched today. Let's go celebrate. Like, that was a party to go see that. And so it makes sense. You dress up to go to a party. And... That blew my mind, too. So it's crazy that you brought that up. But I won't regurgitate what you just said about the the clothes or whatever. But I think professionalism in general, a lot of it is based in whiteness. A lot of it. Ooh, like The whole idea of professionalism is rooted in white supremacy. We yeah. know that. 
And today, and this this may be like a kind of a bad example, but we were sitting in a training today and I was kind of slouched down. Um, and I was I was very attentive, but I was like slouched down in my chair and something was like, sit up, that's not professional. And I was just like, and I sat up and I was like, what the hell? Like, I've obviously been commenting on everything this person is saying the speaker cussing we cussing we all having a good time in here talking about career coaching forget that i was like obviously like if somebody looks at me and just because i'm slouching this and oh she's unprofessional she's not a good employee check my data and you can see how wrong that is yeah so no, I, I completely agree. Um, and even today when the guy was career coaching and I thought about it, he was like, he kept using the word professional. I was like, damn, that is just such an investment in the whiteness because a lot of this stuff is built around what majority white people have said is the appropriate way to apply for a job. You have to put your resume this way. You can't wear this to an interview. And I'm like, no. And so I don't know if that was on the episode last time we recorded, but I wear switch the works. When I go to work tomorrow, I'm going to have on a hoodie. I'm going to have my U of H uh, sweatpants. I just might walk in that mug with my slides on tomorrow. And guess what? I'm going to do an exceptional job tomorrow. I always say I would be so much uh, more productive and efficient if I could wear sweats and shit to work. But you know what? I'm going to start. <laughs> the next time I go on like, like a job interview or something, y'all, I'm going to wear a dashiki. <laughs> oh. Y'all think I'm playing. I know you're not. Watch. What they going to say? Oh. He could, he could, you know, reach the demographic that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> right. Right. It's something about his energy we really appreciate. And he's so authentic. He understands his roots. Like, you know, people. Go. Right. Look, we got to rebel, y'all. We have to challenge all this bull that people keep throwing at us. How do we challenge? Because these white folks going ahead and getting jobs doing nothing. They ain't even printing a resume out. That's a... <laughs> Ooh, that's a whole nother thing, okay? They just showing up. So I say we rebel. Where they dashiki to your interview? I'm going to put a picture on my resume. I'm going to put a motherfucking rainbow on my resume. <laughs> I'm going to put some colors and some graphics. Shoot. It's not professional, Erica, at the team meeting. I'm sorry. My mouth has been a very foul today on the podcast. Both of y'all. We're going to put a parental advisory on it. This is rated R. Oh. <laughs> I hope the door is closed. Yeah, the door is closed. I'm just contemplating my life. Jasmine, you looking like I know you got one, but I don't know if you can share it. Like, Yeah, that's exactly what that was. See? So you can't even share. Anyway, these thoughts are my own. These are perfect Patty's thoughts. These aren't uh, the thoughts of my employer. Okay? Amen. But I did have to tell, a t- you know, there's only two people that are people of color on this particular, on our team, right? Myself, who's African-American, one that's Hispanic. And if we both go... It's going to be a team of white women out here saving the under-resourced. And I just hate that narrative. Like, this white lady coming to the hood to, you know, tell me about my and life you and know how folks I can ain't be gonna better. trust her. Rightfully. I had, it just makes me upset. Like, this can't be it. Like, this can't. What do I? I don't know. Have y'all um watched uh, Hello, White Privilege? It's Chelsea. Yes. I have not. Tell me more. You know who Chelsea Handler is, right? Yes. Okay. So she did a documentary on white privilege and I won't go into it, but it was one thing that she did. Um, I just watched it for the second time this weekend and she started off by asking. (laughs) She started off by asking. I think the first people she talked to was uh, Kevin Hart and uh, what's her name? Tiffany Haddish. And she was like asking them like as, as a white person, like, Basically, I know that I have privilege, but what is that you want me to know? What am I supposed to be doing about it? And then she ended up going to a um like a what is it? Not an open mm-hmm. mic night, but a um yeah. an open mic an open mic night for at at USC for this uh, class that was talking about white privilege. And so after she went to that, she shared a few words, and in her revelation, she was like, "Oh my God, I I think I get it." She was like, "Black folks and people of color are tired of us asking them what we supposed to do." about our white privilege we just need to go out we need to be talking to each other about it and educate within our group so that you know we can support people of color in this country and i was like 
you going, you get like, something. Thank you for waking up and I, smelling I'm not the, the professor. Right. And a lot of people just on the side, a lot of some people didn't like it. Some people don't like her. Some people have already written her off. I personally like Chelsea Handler and I appreciate her for using her platform to do something that other people may not have the means or the resources to do. And shit. I mean, look, I she had some deep conversations and I, I thought it was a, a good mark. So we're going to see what Chelsea Handler continues to do now that her documentary is a year old. But did you see how the guy was like, you're acting on your white privilege now because you have entered our safe space so that you can mm-hmm. film a documentary. You get our opinions. You know what I'm saying? It's all like tied yeah. together. <clears throat> so I just, I don't like it. I didn't like it. I stopped watching. I was like, mm. like now where it. you say it said it's mean, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did y'all see what Amanda Seals was saying on The View? You know she's on The View now. Mm-hmm. But she was basically saying it's not my job to educate a white person on... That's exactly. the I mean, it's the, same, it's the same premise. So I think it was really... I mean, it was an impactful talk on The View. But it, it does take so much energy out of you to feel like I got to educate you on how to treat me well. What do you mean? Right. You a human just like me. It's like you can take away this color and none of you just treat me how you would want to be treated. But anyway, that was my I, that made me think of that. So speaking of Netflix, I'm gonna go ahead and go into my um my little department. I have finished um A Woman in the Window by AJ Finn. It's about to be a movie. So, so we we started a movie club at work. So for so oh, for cool. those who like like to read two of us read the books read the book before we go see the movie and then a couple of people are like i just want to go see the movie with y'all so that's what we're gonna do once a month we go see a movie together and what else so are you always that. gonna base the movies off of books no but if it so happened i would always prefer to read the book before i go see the movie that's just a couple of us are avid readers like that but i also was i've been watching a lot of netflix I watched Sex Education. Y'all seen Sex Education? I couldn't get past the first episode. Same. It's really good. It is really good. Y'all just got to keep tried watching. To, I've heard I tried to give it a really try, good. and it just didn't do it for me. It's so funny. Did you get past the no. first episode, Shaq? So this is what I've learned this in college. Me and me and other friends, we used to we were avid TV watchers, and the rule is you always gotta push past the first episode. Like always. Like you at least gotta get past the first. Says the person who didn't get past the first episode. Right. And but I <laughs> but I often always go back and watch stuff. So it's on my list. I'm just gonna try it again later. Cause that was actually my second time trying it. I'm in a TV hole right now. Book hole, I'm in a TV hole. Like I can't find anything to satisfy me right now. Okay. Oh, Erica, you like documentaries, right? absolutely okay so maybe this will help you um i watched they've gotta have us uh it's on my list i'm gonna start it it's very good i just watched a documentary when i was over at erica house last week which one uh, yes <laughs> we watched the one on betty white oh <laughs> look i almost said barbara walters but yeah betty white oh. <laughs> <laughs> barbara walters. I'm getting them mixed up you know they all look alike now let me quit <laughs> Wow. I just have to use they joke like they Thanks. use with us, you know. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you but yeah, we I know I was just saying because she asked if you watch documentaries, but yeah. Yeah. Jasmine, so, have uh, you watched She Did That? No, I haven't. It's about black women specifically, and it's just one uh piece, one part. I might have to watch that. It's I've actually enjoyed that. um They've Gotta Have Us because it talks about like black cinema and actors and kind of gives you a behind the scenes and you know i've joined that writing club and so it gives you a little more inspiration on you know what perspective you want to write from if that's something that you want to pursue or acting i never knew all the stuff that went on behind the scenes so very nice and that's it for me i don't have an ass nurse jay this week uh this year the year just started, and just because y'all favorite staff member was prepared, you know, I had to give you your flowers because you really have been on it this season. While, they, while I can smell them. Yes. Right. I, I pulled up a completed outline today with notes, okay? You was ready. We had the link for the video. Amen. Thank you, Shaq. Amen. I see your efforts. I'm praising you in public. Amen. Amen. And it's so funny because I was going through our... Uh, I was going through our Instagram and I had looked at some old stuff before I archived it and it was talking about me. It was like, y'all favorite staff member didn't do so. I was like, Lord have mercy. 
I think I haven't even made the caption, but it was still funny. I just want to publicly put, I, I concur with Jasmine, but I, I think we, we all, I just need somebody to shout us out for our new graphics. I I, I mean, just somebody. I mean, I'm going to shout us out, but I just, I know y'all been seeing our Instagram and our Facebook popping because we got some new graphics. So shout out to Books to Bills for, you know, starting the new year off right and, you know, shooting for excellence. Amen. Amen. Okay. I got a question. Oh, oh what, what, what? Mm-mm. Go ahead. I got a question. So I want to know, and I'm going to explain my question in a minute, but is it acceptable to flirt with somebody who you know is married? <laughs> I would say no. Jazz? <laughs> my first instance was to say no, but we laugh at when people try to flirt with us. So, <laughs> like between the couple, we'd be like, oh, you know what happened to me today? So-and-so said this, and we kikiing about it. Um, so maybe it's case by so maybe case. It's, I don't know. Marriage by, by marriage. Because some people, yes. Do people ever, okay, as the only married person in the staff meeting right now, do people ever flirt with y'all collectively? Because I want to know how. That has not happened. Because I want to know how the exchange of like swingers, you know, like those people who or either swingies, if you will, the people who <laughs> like if I'm a person who like to mess with married couples, like how do I flirt with both of them at the same time? Like, I, I want to know how that exchange you works the app? other than the app, because this ain't, been, you know, like the apps just came, but that ain't just started, you know? Yeah. I had somebody tell me you should go to a, uh, what did he call it? I had to look at my text and see what he called it, but it was called something. A lovers and friends mixer. No, it's a it's a blanket term for these kinds of places, but I forgot what he called it. But it's the where you go to basically a swingers club, like a Pandora's a box house. type place, and you go go in a room and you just that's what that's what he said. You know, it was one of them at that so, uh, store we went to in Atlanta a couple of years ago. Remember, they was like, "Don't go downstairs." Well, they, they just. <gasps> It's down. Well, they don't say don't go downstairs. It's just like that's what's downstairs. They told me don't go. Cause see, they knew. See, see, who was that? They knew when they looked at me that I was saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized. And they knew that I was not supposed to be in no place like that. And where did they tell me to stay? Upstairs. And you know what? Upstairs with all the sex (laughs) toys. Yeah, because (laughs) I was there with y'all. Doing what? Evangelizing? I followed along. I didn't want to be the party pooper. Everybody wanted to go, so I said, okay, I'll go too. I was so uncomfortable. Shaquille. Here it goes. If you want to know the real deal, message me because I have a safe Snapchat video. Okay, and on that note, I would like to finish telling you about my story. What happened to me when I was coming from the airport the other day. My Lyft driver was cute. (laughs) And I just wanted to keep on flirting and keep on flirting. And clearly, Lyft driver was married. But then he told me he owned his business or something, something, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll need to patronize. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? So I was was just kind of wondering what y'all take on those situations. Like if somebody, you know. Okay. I did think that this other couple was flirting with us. When we went out to that fancy meal, did I tell y'all? We dressed up, went to get the little whiskey thing. It's an event. Okay, so anyway, it was a whiskey event. It was four-course meal. You dress up. Every meal has a cocktail. So I think we ended up with like five drinks. Um, And it they was pouring, okay? They was heavy-handed. It was nice. So everybody tipsy, okay? We sit next to this other couple, and we creating conversations and... I just knew that woman was going to be like, so do you guys want to go back? <laughs> she just <laughs> had that personality. <laughs> so I had to give Nikki the eyes like, it's time like, to okay, go. Like, okay, we can leave. Okay? <laughs> yes, because I don't know if you've ever noticed like when somebody just, they feel like they got to be so close to you when they talk. Yes. Like they got to look in Nasty. your eyes or something. Like I felt like she was looking at my soul. I'm just, okay. Mm. But I feel like people don't have self-awareness when they do that. Into. And look, they do this a lot. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all see what side of my and, hand I'm um, pointing at. I was going to say, um, yeah. Just all in your personal. 
God rest my auntie's soul. But I remember um, when I was younger, we I was in the car with her. And she was driving me home. And I'm on the street. Before you turn into my street, there is a school. And so it was a, a cop out, you know, in the middle of the street, directing traffic, you know, as school was getting out or whatever. And it was a guy. And she had a window down. And she drove by. She winked at the guy. And I was like, hey, Tisha. She was like, girl, me and your uncle be playing like that. We just be flirting with people, see what we gonna get. And so, like, they would, similar to Jasmine, like, they play like that. And I would be perfectly fine with that. But when you initially ask, I'm thinking, like, you trying to flirt with the person to get them. And, like, intentionally flirting. Like, if somebody think I'm flirting with them and I'm honestly not, that's your problem. But, like, I'm not gonna intentionally flirt with a married person, you know, or... A married person, it's different you flirting with a couple because you want to be with them, but to flirt with one of them, okay, no. Well, not on purpose. As we conclude our staff meeting, I want to challenge y'all to think something real quick because I just saw it on social media. Um, name a lot of black people say. I'm gonna call you back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm on the way. Erica, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm here. Outside. I'm outside. <laughs> I'm around the corner. I'm around the corner. I'm right up the street. Uh uh-uh, uh, y'all, look, look. My mama calling, I'm going to call you back. Or my granny calling me, I'm going to call you back. <laughs> right. I had to get to with my friends. I was like, okay. And now with my friends, I'll be like, okay, I'm finna get off the phone. Because, like, we'll either keep on talking all day or we just, you know, like, it's just crazy. So I'll be like, mm mm. I'm, I'm, I got to get, get off get the phone. Off. Anyway, we got some announcements. I don't feel comfortable making all of the announcements because we ain't talked about the announcements. But we got a staff retreat coming up. Amen. We yes, do we have do. a staff retreat. Amen. So we got a staff retreat coming up. We got um a colleague spotlight that y'all gonna see some stuff on social media about soon. So as I've shared and as I've asked, please, please, please connect with us. I felt like I'm at church when they be like, connect with us. But <laughs> Talk to us on social media, y'all. We love you. Um, but if you don't know how to find us on social media, let me tell you how to do it. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Books to Bills Podcast, on Twitter at Books to Bills. And if you would like to suggest any content to us, you can either text us if you got our number. Uh, Erica number is 28133. Oh, no, I'm just playing. And then you. 330 <laughs> Or you can email us at from Books to Bills Podcast at gmail.com. We closing the staff meeting, but y'all have a good day. We gonna call y'all back. I'm mama calling. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 <laughs>